Thank you for downloading this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. I am Hal, and I want you to do me a favor if you enjoy the show and have not done it yet. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and a review. Let other people know what you love about the show so they can fall in love too. But for now, please enjoy this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. And I'm Mark. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Coin toss or rock, paper, scissors. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. I can't decide uh, how I want to start this episode, Mark. Ah, I can't either. What should we do to help us make a decision when we're not sure? Uh, we could flip a coin? Sure. We could play rock, paper, scissors. Oh, man. How? How are we going to pick between the coin toss or paper, rock, scissors? Our two greatest weapons to do it have been taken away and forced to fight one another for our affections. Gah. Do you call it rock, paper, well, scissors or paper, rock, scissors? Who on earth calls it paper, rock, scissors? Growing up, we called it paper, rock, scissors. Did you? When yeah. you say we, do you mean your immediate family or other people in your area? I don't remember. Honestly, yeah. I don't remember if mm-hmm. we just called it paper, rock, scissors at home or if – and I don't remember if the kids at school made fun of me for calling it that or if I we all like called it that. Somebody played a joke on you at some point. That's told fair. you that was what it was. It's not. It's it's rock, paper, scissors. Actually, it's Rochambeau. Really? Yeah. Is that is that is that the – was that the proper name of it? No, start? the proper name of it actually is Jankin. Jankin is the name that was given to it. Uh, when it was, uh, popularized in Japan in the 1700s. And it wasn't until the 1920s that it came over to the United States. Now, before that, before it was even popular in Japan, it began in China, uh, during the Han Dynasty between 200 BC and 200 AD. And, uh, that is where it began. It, uh, it was originally called, uh, Shoshiling or Hujitu. Uh, but then it was, uh, it was, uh, adopted by the Japanese in the 1700s and, uh, also known as San, Sansukumi Ken in Japan. Uh, and the, instead of paper, rock, scissors, it was slug, frog, and snake. Then it made its way to the United States in the 1920s. Wait, what does and, the slug eat? Uh, I think it was. <laughs> Who picked slug in that scenario? Like, <laughs> and you hold out different slug. fingers. So it was slug was your pinky, uh-huh. snake was your index finger, uh-huh. and uh, frog was your thumb. So you held out. So you held out the uh, these different fingers uh, instead and then when, of the paper, rock, and scissors. When you held out the slug finger, then you gave yourself the middle finger because nobody would pick a dumb slug. I'm not sure. I want to know. The I'm not sure how they, how they, how they, that broke down. If it was like snake beats frog, frog beats slug, slug beats snake. Slug beats smaller slug. <laughs> and yeah, even then, 
Might not happen. Look, paper covering rock is, that is flimsy at best. I feel like rock beats all of these. Scissors definitely destroys paper. But you know what you, you know what you can do with a rock? You can throw it through a piece of paper. Like paper is, paper is the slug (laughs) of the modern day paper rock scissors game. Who wins between paper and slug? Between paper and slug? I don't know. Is the paper salted? Because if you have salty paper, paper, the slug will just dissolve. That's By the true. way, the uh, the modern paper, rock, and scissors <laughs> sign, uh, and the the modern game of rock, paper, scissors uh, derives directly from Jenkin uh, in uh, in Japan in the 17th century. So, okay. uh, while this while while the idea of a game that was a three way uh, triangular loop like this originated in China. The actual game of Jenkin that became Rock, Paper, Scissors began in Japan in the 1700s, made its way over here. Right. Um, but that, so there's, a, there's a very brief history of Rock, Paper, Scissors for you. Let's talk about Rock, Paper, Scissors for a minute. Hold on. Well, a you second. know, before, I just want to say, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just want to say mm-hmm. that when Real Psych 22 suggested this, thank Thanks, you. Real Psych 22. Real Psych, I can't imagine that they thought in a million years that you would whip out what was like a Disney nature film in the background of rock, paper, scissors. But you have more. Is that what you're telling me? You have more information on rock, paper, and scissors? Oh, I have, I have, a, I have a bit of information about all of these. Those are the most interesting parts. I just okay. kind of went through. Um, though there are some, uh, there are some instances of real life use of rock, paper, scissors. Like when you cut I a piece of like- paper? <laughs> For a school project? I feel like, I feel like we will, let's do it this way. I will talk about those later in practical applications and that will be one of our criteria. Uh, what will be our other criteria for this? Because weirdly, this kind of feels like comparing apples and oranges. Now I know they both seem like randomized things, but one specifically began as a game and one specifically began as an arbitrary way to (laughs) fairly choose things. So the real question is, I think what they're, what, what, what do you like better games or fairness? I think they're really asking what is a superior decision making engine? Okay. Interesting. Because they both have merits and they they both have drawbacks. There's an element to chance. Mm -hmm. There's an element of chance in both. All right. So let's, let's set these criteria. Let's set these criteria while we're doing this. So we've got chance is uh, one of our criteria is practical applications. Yes. Okay. Um, Practical applications. One of ours is uh, is uh, the level of chance. Okay. Versus skill. Okay. Um. Uh, what else do we fairness. want to fairness? Which which seems like it goes into the chance versus skill. You know what I mean? Could chance be. is fair. Skill is inherently less fair. Um. Are there any others that we want to? Can we not pretend like like uh, rock paper scissors is that much of a skill game? I mean, it's not it's not Texas Hold'em. No, it, it, can we not pretend like Texas Hold'em is that much of a skill game? Texas Hold'em is one hundred percent a skill game. All right. By the way, listeners, well, if you've ever been to Las Vegas 75%. with Hal, if if you've ever been to Las Vegas with Hal, I'll tell you exactly. If you haven't been to LA, to Vegas with Hal, uh, yes. here is what your trip is going to be like. You are going to. Arrive in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. 
Hal is going to shake your hand, wave goodbye, and then go to a poker room and stay there for however long your Las Vegas trip is. At the end of your Las Vegas trip, Hal will emerge from the poker room, um, whether having returned to his hotel room and changed clothes at any point, we do not know. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> no, it's a bluff. I'm bluffing. Hard to get a read. Yeah. Uh, look, everyone has their vices. Mm-hmm. Hal's vices do not include drinking like mine do. Uh, Hal's vices entirely consist of gambling. Would that be fair to I say, do. Hal? I do love gambling. I do. Sure. Yes. You're very that, good that at particular it. Too. You're, you're excellent. We have played poker together. You are excellent at poker. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I enjoy, you're no Josh it. Molina. I enjoy, no, not at, I'm no Josh Molina at all. Yeah. Who, who helped pay for college or made money in college playing cards. By the way, um, Josh Molina from the thrilling adventure hour, uh, yes, is a, a dear friend of ours and also created celebrity poker tournament. Was that the deal? He was one of the co-creators of Celebrity Poker on television. Yeah, I think it was his show. Yeah, it was his show. And when uh, when you have a friend who texts you and says, "Hey, come over and play poker tonight," and then you think, "This is the guy that uh, invented a television show about poker," the first thought is, "I'm going to lose all my money tonight." <laughs> I always have that thought. I've been invited multiple times. I'm sure you have as well. And no, I- just the once. How dare you? Well, I live, I live in LA regularly. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you've been all about. Yeah. And I've, I've never, it's never been at a time where I'm like, I can definitely go and play, but boy, do I want to. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it would be so much fun. I played with Molina before, uh, and it was a real joy. And I was like, Oh, I want to see how he plays and like learn. Cause they, they're, you know, that's the skill element is I want to learn. Yeah, the cards are going to do what they're going to do, but you can learn how to play them through a combination of math and feel, which is very exciting. Right. Which also, I don't know about the math part of it, but, uh, paper, rock, scissors, there is, uh, I, did I say it again? Rock, paper, scissors. You've said I- it like a million times at this point. I can't correct you. you All look, right. That's fine. All as right. long as you know it's wrong, keep going. No, it's not. Look, hey, not, definitely. It's wrong. 2018, man. You live your life. You do you. Who cares if you swap the first two words of a thing? Who's that hurting? I care. Why does that hurt you, Hal? It just hurts my ears and my brain. But there is a weird level of skill involved in reading the other person. Like, you know, little details like, oh, everybody always picks rock first. So pick scissors. And then you look at your opponent and you're like, okay, he did scissors three times in a row. Is he going to do it a fourth? There, You know what I mean? Like, that's one of those weird reading things. Um Somehow, my old roommate in college, Aaron, he could, uh, he could destroy me if we were playing best three out of five. If we did one paper, rock, scissors, that seemed like an even, uh, an even and fair thing. But if we were like best three out of five, best five out of seven, like that's when I knew I was, or best four out of seven, we were, that's when I knew I was screwed because somehow he could read me and knew every time I never once in four years of college did I defeat him in a best three out of five or four out of seven game of paper, rock, scissors? And he because would do it all the fell time. fell into a pattern? Uh, Is that why? Because I would – somehow he read me that I would either fall into a pattern or decide that today was the day that I wasn't going to do a pattern. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. that element, whereas flipping a coin is almost 
50-50. I mean, and, it is 50-50 by its very nature. You always well, have a 50-50 chance. Well, you have a, you, something like a 49, uh, 49.9 versus 50.1% chance. Uh, sure. and that is based on, um, that is weirdly based on the weight of, uh, either side of the thing. I've been, I did a bit of a dive onto this. Uh, thanks to, uh, Percy Diaconis who is a Greek-American mathematician and former professional magician who did a real deep dive into this. And I looked into uh, some of the things that he did. So um, there, uh, this is here's a little bit of a thing that he figured out. Um, there is a slight bias for a coin uh, that is whatever, whatever side is facing up when it's flipped – uh, there's a yeah. point that, that is actually there's like a 51% chance it will 51. land the same way it was launched. Right. 51 to 49. So if it's heads up, right. you're better off. Oh, if that's the way it is when it's flipped, you're always better off just by game theory picking heads. Right. You have a greater chance of success, but it's still roughly the same. Um, it's but roughly 50 it, 50. It's roughly 50 50. And it is, it seems like if this is one of our criteria, if, uh, chance versus skill, um, is one of our criteria, then, uh, then the edge has to go to the coin flip in this. The coin flip, let's talk, let's talk history of the coin flip a little bit. Um, okay. the coin flip, uh, began, uh, also in ancient China. Uh, it was known as ship or head. And, uh, because it was, the coins featured a ship on one side and the head of Elean, the great SA on the other. Uh, in England, it was called cross and pile. Uh, heads or tails came from, uh, those being co- uh, complementary body parts. Frequently a head was on the coin. So right. the other side became the tail. Uh, so that's, uh, and, and it goes back a very, very, very long time. Uh, like, I mean, coin, as coin long as there have been to, coins, as long as there have been, yeah. As long as there have been coins and the need for chance, um, it, 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 it's been around forever. Okay. Uh, so as far as chance goes, the coin flip, I think, wins. Uh, as far as fairness goes, I think the coin flip wins. Right. And as far as practical applications go, um, I think this is a trifecta. This one is not going to be difficult to decide. I feel like the coin flip wins, but we can talk about some uh, some famous instances. Um, Wait, do you, did you just hear there was like a dog fight out in the hallway? Where, where do I live? That was your place. I thought I lived okay, I in thought a nice mine. apartment. No, no, and no, then no, all of a sudden, yeah. I kind of hope the mic. You have feral dogs in your hall. All of a sudden, these two dogs. Do you mean, I a, wait, you mean a dog fight dogs. like two dogs, not like uh, like airplanes, right? <laughs> they could have been flying little airplanes. Two, Would it be great if they were both oh, in two little dogs. World War One planes? Oh, man. Little flying aces, like little yeah. two little Snoopies. Like they're they're gonna fight, but first they have to put on their scarves and caps and goggles. Oh man, that's the most adorable. Uh, what uh, that was very exciting for a moment because I don't think either dog was hurt. It was just an exciting moment. Like, oh, what is gonna happen? Uh, but I would love to watch a Super Bowl. Where at the beginning they came out and 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 did rock paper scissors to see who got the ball. 
We got our captains here. All right, best two out of three. And then on on international television, two adults have to rock, paper, scissors. Well, you know what? It's not that <laughs> far. It's not that far out of the realm of possibility. Let me tell you a couple of real life scenarios. Uh, that involved, uh, that involved paper, rock, scissors, uh, in, okay. uh, I did it again. Rock, paper, scissors. All right. Rochambeau. I'm gonna call it Rochambeau. In 2006, mm-hmm. uh, an American federal judge from the middle district of Florida had, uh, opposing sides in a lengthy court case. Um, they, they were fighting over something very trivial, um, about, uh, something about a deposition, uh, a Vista management versus Wausau underwriters. It was this, uh, it was, it was a case where it was some trivial matter within the court. It wasn't like the actual case itself, but you know, it was one of those procedural things and they really right. could not, uh, could not figure out what to do. Let me read to you what federal judge Gary, Gregory Presnall wrote. Uh, this was the ruling. <clears throat> Upon consideration of the motion, the latest in a series of Gordian knots that parties have been unable to untangle without enlisting the assistance of the federal courts, it is ordered that said motion is denied. Instead, the court will fashion a new form of alternative dispute resolution. To wit, at 4 o'clock p.m. on Friday, June 30th, 2006, counsel shall convene at a neutral site agreeable to both parties. If counsel cannot agree on a neutral site, they shall meet on the front steps of the Sam M. Gibbons U.S. Courthouse, 801 North Florida Avenue, Tampa, Florida, 33602. Each lawyer shall be entitled to be accompanied by one paralegal who shall act as attendant and witness. At that time and location, counsel shall engage in one parentheses the number one game of quote rock paper scissors the winner of this engagement shall be entitled to select the location for the 30b6 deposition to be held somewhere in hillsborough county during the period of july 11th through 12th 2006 that is the most fancy legalese way of saying two lawyers are going to rock paper scissors over where a deposition is going to be held jeez like that is that's what happens when lawyers get involved in rock paper scissors. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, they have to do rock paper scissors. I was like, I wanted it to be like, if we cannot decide on a location, we will rock paper scissors for uh, choosing a location. Yeah, I mean, it is like it seems like a coin toss is viewed, and it was widely it was widely uh, agreed that that judge was doing that to. Shame these lawyers who could not figure stuff out. Yeah, really. Um, the, whereas the coin toss is frequently used in an official, like it is officially viewed as this is the non, the nonpartisan arbiter of fair chance. Whereas the rock, paper, scissors is used as, Hey, dummies, you can't figure it out. What are you going to rock, paper, scissors about it? <laughs> um, here's another example for you. Okay. In 2005, uh, the CEO of a Japanese television equipment manufacturer, Takashi Hashiyama, uh, decided to auction off his collection of impressionist paintings, uh, which included works by Cezanne, Picasso, Van Gogh. Uh, and he was deciding between Christie's and Sotheby's. And the two of them each gave their proposals and they were so evenly matched that, uh, Mr. Hashiyama decided he would make Christie's and Sotheby's play rock, paper, scissors as to who was going to get the auction. 
And so did they? they did it. Christie's oh, won. And they sold the collection for $20 million with millions of dollars in commission went to uh, Christie's auction house. That – can you imagine that kind of a high-pressure game of rock, paper, scissors? Uh, Yeah, that's all I, that's all I want to imagine. <laughs> What's the highest stakes you've ever had in a rock, paper, scissors? Jeez, I can't remember ever putting anything on the line – for rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Not like a bar tab or something. <laughs> yeah. All this. Well, yeah. Listen, when I go out and get, get rowdy and get drunk, <laughs> I'm like, I better rock, paper, my scissors myself out of this one. Hiccup. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors <laughs> feels like it feels like the juvenile children's game that is inferior to a coin flip. I'll tell you what, next time we go out for a, for a meal, you and I can rock, paper, scissors for who who pays. All right. It's probably going to be me if we're doing three of five or four of seven. Fair enough. Um, what if it's uh, five of nine? Well, does, it go, does it like spin around and all of a sudden you get better? And then, suddenly I, and then suddenly I'm good at it. It just takes a while for me to get good, you guys. It takes a while <laughs> for me to get good at it. Um. Now, on the flip side, coin tossing is – it's simple, it's unbiased, and it's been yeah. used for centuries in both politics and sports and a million other ways. They do it at the Super Bowl. They do it in uh, in Major League Baseball, uh, uses it uh, in one-game playoffs to decide frequently – or they did before 2009 to decide who was going to get home field advantage right. uh, in a one-game playoff. That was changed in 2009. Um, but they uh, – oh, here's a good uh, coin toss. Uh, Asa Lovejoy and Francis Pettigrove. Uh, they, oh, yes. The do you Portland, know the story? Uh, it's yeah, the Portland. They each, uh, have they named Portland, yeah. Absolutely. That was how the city of Portland was named. Uh, one was from Boston. One was from Portland. They flipped a coin to decide uh, who they were going to name their new town, which hometown they were going to name their new town after. Um, that and, coin is uh, on display. Is it in, really? Uh, in Portland? In Oregon, yeah. I don't know no if it's kidding. in Portland or outside of it, but you, you can actually see the coin that named Portland. Oh, no kidding. That's pretty cool. Yes. I never knew this until today. This is, what, this is what writing a trivia show for the last seven months has done to me. <laughs> You've you learned like, a lot of amazing, crazy things. That's right. Everybody plays Swag IQ. I, I, you, you mentioned Asa Lovejoy. I was like, Asa Lovejoy. Why do I know that name? And then I went, because Oh, I that's right. That name, the Portland guy. Uh, here's a here's a case of a of a coin toss being uh being very important and uh and actually swaying politics in 2017. This just happened last year. Uh, yeah. the 94th district of the Virginia House of Delegates. Uh, Republican David Yancey and Democrat Shelley Simmons tied with exactly 11,608 votes. Under state law, they, uh, they, they had to do a, 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 a totally randomized thing. Um, this actually, uh, I don't know if it was a coin toss. This actually says that it was, uh, it was decided by drawing a name from a bowl, although a right. coin toss According to uh, state law, would have also been an acceptable auction, uh, acceptable option. So, well, Yancey uh, Yancey was the winner. He was declared the winner. Uh, he won. His name was drawn. the uh, The outcome determined the control of the entire house because that meant that Republicans had it was a Republican victory 
of uh, 51-49 as opposed to 50-50 tie. And that right. uh, that has swayed politics. A, a, an arbitrary 50-50 choice uh, has swayed politics. Now, I realize that's not a coin toss. I mention it because the coin toss element of it is included in the Virginia legislature. It's like, oh, you can either pick names from a bowl or do a coin toss. Like well, the idea you know, of politics – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say along those lines, if you look up the delegate rules – Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if there's a tie in the, in the, uh, in the delegate process, mm-hmm. the, the tiebreaker rules that, that vary state by state are crazy. Like in, in, uh, I think Nevada, you cut a deck of cards and whoever gets the high card wins. Yeah. There are like places these- where it's a coin toss. Like you have to come up with these arbitrary because the, what they're Wait, all say, looking sorry, for the, the perfect. Say that sentence. Say, start that sentence. Over. <clears throat> uh, uh, what do you want? Because you want me to start there? Sorry, just start. Yeah, like uh, a lot of states do this. Oh yeah, all these different uh, states. If you look at the delegate process, they all have different ways of breaking a tie. Like in in Nevada, uh, and I think this this may have happened in 2016. I can't remember if it did or didn't during the primaries. Uh, that the tie is decided in Nevada. I think by cutting a deck of cards to high card. By the way, that and, is the most Nevada thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no, what you do is uh, you just – whoever gets a high card, uh, they're the delegate. And the other guy, hey, a lot of holes in the desert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Rock, paper, scissors, hole in the ground. Uh, the, but the idea is <laughs> that all these different uh, – in all these different states, they're looking for the impartial and uh, an unbiased and and fair, quote, unquote, way to make a decision – when you're deadlocked, and I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think that that uh, I, I think out of these two, there is a clear answer. Let's take a quick break. Why don't we do that? Okay. And do then we need we'll a break? We're going to be done in five minutes. Well, let's give them a break, and then that that way they have something to look forward to on the other side of the break while they enjoy hearing about some other great shows on the network. All right. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne, and justice is within your reach. My mom refuses to take my phone calls. My boyfriend says I should take our cats with me to graduate school, but I think he should keep them. In the court of Judge John Hodgman, justice rules. My partner's board game collection is out of control. My sister won't stop stealing my clothes. I'm Judge John Hodgman. I'm tough, but fair. fair. I'll bring you justice, and I'm only a click away. Tipping. Automotive etiquette. Siblings. Roommates. If you've got a case, go to MaximumFun.org slash J-J-H-O. Judge John Hodgman is tough, but fair. fair. Subscribe to the podcast today. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Welcome, everyone, to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait. Could it be? It's Tights and Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tyson Fights Podcast. Tyson Fights. 
Okay. All right. We have five minutes left. Let's decide. <laughs> I'll just say this, that uh, Shigur, is that how you say his name? Anton um, Shigur, yeah. Tom Shigur uh, did not play not Tom, rock, paper, Anton. Scissors. Anton. You, I thought you said Tom. Anton. That's right. Anton Shigur. <laughs> Tom Shigur is his cousin. <laughs> Tom Shigur. It's in textiles. I thought you said Tom. Look, I'm doing this. I'm. I'm – None of this is going into the long-term memory bank. I keep things in short-term. They're in the they're in the hear it, spit it out, blowhard section of my brain. <laughs> You're lucky that Tom Sugar doesn't put a nail in that part of your head. Anton Sugar, yes, uh, and Two Face, famously, and, yes, both famous famous coin flippers. Yeah, they did not they did not uh, Rochambeau to decide whether you lived or died. True, they flipped a coin because it is the most. It's the most fair, uh, even 50-50 chance. There's no, there's no mucking about like there is in the children's game of rock, paper, scissors. Um, that said, let me ask you a question, Hal. Please. And it's, uh, it goes to the fundamentals of this show. Okay. <laughs> we take the wait. subjective. And we decide objectively what the correct answer is. True. This feels like there is, this feels like there is a clear objective winner. That said, do you want to, for the sake of this show and the theme of this episode, assume that you and I are currently deadlocked? And that it is not the coin flip, which it clearly is. Let's say you and I are both 50-50. Do you want to go with the the core values of the show as a whole and say that it is definitively the coin flip? Or do you want to go with the core value of this particular episode? And do you want to flip a coin and see... (laughs) Which one wins? Because obviously we can't Rochambeau or rock, paper, scissors over the phone because it, or over the internet because, uh, one of us could be lying and also it is, uh, the inferior to a coin flip. Here's you what I want to do. A coin do. flip to see if the coin flip wins. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? People, by the, the way, world, coin- I just, I just check off gunned this thing. Like I mentioned the gun over the mantle. <laughs> so now we have to do it. Here, here's what I want to do. Mm hmm. People of the world is coin flip asked and answered. Now flip a coin and whatever, <laughs> whatever shows up, we'll pretend like, like, uh, if it's, Ro- if it's Rochambeau. Well, slash you, you can't have your rock, cake paper, and scissors. eat it too. You just, you just, you just did the, you just, yeah, I feel like you just undermined my, my question. Okay. You want to flip a coin the, the, but to the determine question whether it's coin flipping or Rochambeau. I don't think that that's, that that's consistent with the spirit of the show. No, but it's consistent with the spirit of this episode. It's consistent with the spirit of Mark Gagliardi. Look, man, it's been a long day. I was shooting all day. It's midnight. My brain's a little loopy. I want you to flip a coin. All right, I'm going to go get I want to see. How about this? Let's what? consult with a coin to see what it thinks is better. All right. Oh, And we can weigh that in. You know what? You, I forgot a thing that I was really excited about. Um, slugs. about the coin, another <laughs> slugs, another thing, why the coin is, uh, is I think really great. Um, okay. this is pretty cool. This is, uh, Sigmund Freud said this, um, that 
a coin flip uh, is useful in helping you make difficult decisions, not mm-hmm. to actually determine what the decision is going to be, but to clarify the decision maker's feelings. Meaning, uh, okay, if you flip a coin and uh, and whatever outcome, the outcome that you get, it's not mm-hmm. about the coin flip determining what the outcome will be. It's looking at the outcome of the coin flip and deciding whether you are disappointed in that outcome or happy in that outcome. Right. Makes sense. Here's another, here's another way of putting it. This is from Danish poet, uh, Pete Hein wrote this. It's called a psychological tip. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're called on to make up your mind and you're hampered by not having any, the best way to solve the dilemma you'll find is simply by spinning a penny. No, not so that chance shall decide the affair while you're passively standing there moping, but the moment the penny is up in the air, you suddenly know what you're hoping. Isn't that great? And that yes. makes perfect sense. All right, I'm going to go get a coin, and the coin's going to determine the, the outcome. Okay, you go ahead. I'm going Guys, Walmart, the coins are in the other room. Walmart's going to get a coin. We all know it's coin flipping, but he's had a long day. I've had a long day. We're just going to have a little fun right now. All right, I'm back. Great. Did you say anything while I was gone? Nothing important. How? I'm never going to know because I don't listen to the show. (laughs) And I won't remember because I don't either. (laughs) All right. No, we listen to the show. Um. Well, no, I, 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 no, I'm just saying. But look, I don't need, I don't need to watch it, Dottie. I lived it. <laughs> yeah, quoting, uh, quoting Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, Pee-wee? all right, I have a Canadian one dollar. Which one's a loony? Is a loony a two or a? Because there's a bird on the back of this dollar coin. Um, uh, a loony coin. I can tell you right now. It is a $1 coin. It was introduced it. in oh, 1987. I'm holding, I'm holding a loony. All right. So I've got a loony in my hand. <clears throat> yes. Um, I'm going to flip this. I'm putting it heads side up. So we have a 51% chance that it is going to be correct and give us, uh, give us coin flip as the winner. Okay. Uh, and if it, but if it comes up tails up, I mean, that's, uh, that means that paper, rock, scissors wins. Okay. Go ahead and flip it. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. I'm going to put the mic down here so you'll hear it land on the ground. You know, there's no funny business. All right. That was it. Guess what, Hal? Guess what? Decision confirmed. Which one? Coin flips? The one that we know. The coin agrees. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. Even the coin knows it's coin flipping. People of the world, it's coin flipping. Asked and answered. All yes. you Rochambeau people out there, you're just looking for an edge. I get it. You want that gambler's edge of the game you think you can win, that you can beat, but it's not really that random. You can read people. Just flip a coin. It's cleaner. We use it all over the world. Just flip a darn coin. Asked and answered. That's right. It's um, late. It is getting late. You woke us up to do this? Hey, I love this. Look, we each pick a topic when we do, uh, (laughs) when we do, 
When we do two episodes in one day, each of us yeah. picks a topic. Clearly, this is the one that I picked. <laughs> but I loved it. It was a great pick. It was fun. I was really excited about this one. So much uh, fun. I, sorry it's a little short, everybody, but come on. Clearly, there's a winner. And you have Worth stuff it. to do. You don't need a 90-minute podcast about coin flipping. Yeah. Um, this one is covered. Uh, this topic is closed. Uh, thank you. What was the, uh, what was the handle? Uh, Real Psych 22. Real Psych 22. Thank you, Real Psych 22. Um, this one is covered, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or you can email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com or visit us on Facebook. How do you make decisions? Let us know. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, QA engineer Jen Alba, and graphic designer Uri Kelman. And thanks, as always, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners. You know what? Heads or tails to us, you're both. You're the tops. You're the bottoms. You're the whole thing. We love you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thanks for giving Hal and I an opportunity to do this. You're the best. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. <coughs> you know, if we were in the same room, I would do that. <laughs> uh, have you met Emphysina Warrior Princess coughing over here? <laughs> I can't believe that just came into my brain. I'm not going to lie. I'm really proud of that. Oh, my goodness. I thought you'd been sitting on that for like- – I have not. I just thought of it, and it, it's making me giggle. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.